Ladies and gentlemen, let's hear a round of applause for Jonathan Young and the Bombs Away cast. Come on up. Jonathan. Ladies and gentlemen, what do you think of Showgirls? This what that was insane, right? Like that was that was the craziest thing I'd seen in a long time, right? So, I am Jonathan Young. And I am the creator and one of the hosts of Bombs Away. We are a B-movie comedy podcast that records right upstairs in this projection booth of this theater. How about that? That's like we're the only podcast that does that, right? In the entire country. It's amazing. Uh, and that's all due to the Frida Cinema. So make sure that you continually come out, support events like this and other things that we have going on here, which we'll mention by the end of the show. But ladies and gentlemen, first up, let me introduce my co-host. Please welcome to the stage, Mr. Vicente Morales. How you all doing? Hey, Jonathan, watch out. There's monkey poop on the stage, all right? Excuse me? There's monkey shit on the stage? Monkey shit on the stage, oh, all right? God watch damn out. It. Sir, first impressions. First impressions? Yeah. That movie's wild, man. It was cocaine in rings, monkeys, flying monkeys driving around. It's wild. This, not the Wizard of Oz, Showgirls. No, it's Showgirls. <laughs> yes, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's, it's not. <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage Mr. Tyler Rowe. That's me. It's a long walk down that hallway. So, <laughs> Tyler, I said Vegas attire. I'm decked to the nines. <laughs> <laughs> we can't stop here. This is backcountry. <laughs> so, gentlemen, you know how we start this off? Jonathan, got any taglines? Indeed I do. Sex, seduction, and betrayal. Thanks for the whole movie. Yep. Yep. Spelled it out. Leave your inhibitions at the door. And your brain. And self-respect. Beyond your wildest dreams... Beyond your wildest fantasies. Mm, I don't know about that one fantasy. No. <laughs> the show is about to begin. That's it? You got yeah, nothing. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> nothing on that no. one. No. No. Okay. No, no, Central, no. controversial, available. Okay. Available for rent because I wouldn't have gone to see it. <laughs> yeah. I was too young. <laughs> the most controversial movie of the year is here. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. C These 17. are just statements. Yeah. <laughs> this was for the re release of it. The girls are back in town. <laughs> girls are back in town. <laughs> and the side of Vegas you were never meant to see. The surface? <laughs> North Las Vegas? Yeah. <laughs> the part with Elmo outside the, uh, the fountains? <laughs> Okay, ladies and gentlemen, with a budget of $45 million estimated, an opening weekend USA gross of $8.1 million, yeah. a total USA gross of $20.3 million, and a cumulative worldwide gross of $37.7 million. That makes it an absolute technical bomb for the show here. With one fucking them without fucking them, one fall and broken ankle, one fall down a pair of stairs, one rape scene, one water sports sex scene, one drop kick to the face, 16 scenes of female nudity, one scene of male nudity, something for the ladies, 15 dance sequences, with eight, count them, eight Razzie wins. Okay? 
seven of them being from 1996, and then the other one being the worst of the decade in 2000. <laughs> With a 4.7 on IMDb, a 16 Metacritic score, and a 23% on Rotten Tomatoes, it's 1995 Showgirls. Let's make some noise and let's drop some bombs. I'm a dancer. You can dance. I don't lie. You can't. What am I doing? He's in my dick. You can't touch me, but I can touch you. I'd really love to touch you. Nice dress. Thanks. I bought it at Versace. In the form. Oh, yeah, Versace. I love Versace. <laughs> me too. What's your favorite scary movie? Showgirls. Absolutely frightening. So, ladies and gentlemen, before we start, we do have two very special guests joining us here on the show tonight. So, please, first off, he is a huge contributor to the show. He has made these events possible by being a gracious host for us here at the show. The executive director of the Frida Cinema himself, Mr. Logan Crow. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Thank you. Oh, there's my Thank Scream you, 2 joke that we're missing. <laughs> you remember that from Scream 2? Where he goes, what's your favorite scary movie? And he goes, Showgirls. Showgirls. Absolutely <laughs> frightening. Yeah, I'm that's okay. It's okay. Me. Sometimes things don't work the way we plan. Logan, how Hello. are you? I am well. How are you? Oh, tch, ecstatic after this. This yeah. was amazing. I was a second go. Uh, this, well... This, this is the second and a half go. <laughs> right on. This may have been number 60-ish for me. Are you serious? 60? I love this movie. I love this movie. This is my first time. Actually, no, Popeye. Popeye was yes. my first time. Episode 50. I could 50. not pass up the opportunity to show this film and to speak to this film with you. Amazing. So wonderful. Thank you for suggesting you. this film. Of course. Um, so first impressions? <laughs> first impressions were opening night, 1995. So <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Wow. Uh, that's a new one. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. <laughs> like, I'm stunned. I didn't know it was that. And fun anecdote about that. It came out the same night that Seven did. And oh. it, we went to see it at the Chinese Theater, where they used to just be the four theaters. There's a lot of press there for Seven, because it was opening night of Seven, and the cast was there. We were in the little small wa theater watching Showgirls. By the time the movie ended, the uh, press had moved over to the Showgirls Theater, because the buzz had already started about how terrible the movie was. <laughs> and they were just asking people as they walked out, how bad was it? Right then, opening night, it was just that, it was already out there that the worst movie, one of the worst movies ever made had just hit Hollywood. What's on the screen? What's on the screen? Exactly. <laughs> um, so, ladies and gentlemen, we do have one more empty seat up here. Uh, the moment you've all been waiting for. Superstar of the stage and screen. <laughs> um, writer. Actor, director, please welcome Miss Rena Riffle. Yeah. Woo, 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 woo. Bringing my can of wine. <laughs> just in case. I love that she has a can yeah, of wine, sunny style. Freezing. In her purse. <laughs> so, um, 
This is a funny question because it's completely different for you. Rena. Logan. First right. impressions. <laughs> like when you first saw it, right? Like you, you, you went to the premiere, I assume? Oh, uh, no, I was, I was too busy doing the movie Striptease to go to the premiere. Oh, yeah. Give it up for that one, though. I was in Florida. <laughs> and, and I was like, I have to wake up at 5 a.m. and I can't fly out and then fly back and be up at 5 a.m. So I, unfortunately, I missed the premiere, which I really regret. I should have just not slept. <laughs> like really there's some good chunks you could take in like a small little cat nap in, in this one just a little like alright good and then you would have been fine I know. what's happening they're still I, dancing I okay. that um, so uh, ladies and gentlemen how we do this on the show is we just go plot point plot point just go through the movie uh, and if, if there's something that you want us to talk about, we will do a little Q&A at the end, um, but if there's something that seems to be slipping our mind, uh, go ahead and shout it out. That's okay as well. Uh, uh, we're very audience participation friendly, so, uh, but please hold all questions, like direct questions of things that we might miss to the end. Okay, so uh, first off, gentlemen um, and ladies, um, sorry, <laughs> is that this movie He's starts not used out to talking to girls. <laughs> He's uh, already nervous and anxious here. He's got hey his big guys. boy suit on today. I said nothing. I put my big boy suit on to talk to the lady. Um, so, first off, this movie just starts off with Nomi, our main character, like hitchhiking, right? And what I seem to notice is that with this scene, the next scene in the casino. And then one more after that, within eight minutes of this film, three different people have either assumed that she is... Um, also, by the way, I'm sorry, folks, we're not going to be very PC tonight. Uh, there's just too much content to go through. <laughs> so when I say things like where somebody calls her a whore, like that's the kind of things I'm talking about. This is insane that this movie just within eight minutes, people are like... Well, you got to give it up sometime, and uh, or like you going to Vegas to like give it up. You know, it's it's insane how many people just immediately are like you're a pretty girl. You're gonna have to give it up sometime. It has um, life advice. Pearls of wisdom. Yeah, it's the wisdom. Yeah, that on a T-shirt. Sometimes you just gotta give it up. Well, there's so many T-shirt quotes. Must be weird not having anyone come on you all the time. So, what what I found interesting about this scene is that, like, all right, so you've met Elizabeth, right? Obviously, yes. <laughs> and you guys were in the movie together. <laughs> yes. You guys acted in a couple of scenes, right? Yes. <laughs> what what I what I want to know is was there any insight onto how she was trying to portray her character? Because I have my own opinion of how it went down, and it's kind of insane. <laughs> but I was curious. Well, honestly. Um she was on her cell phone back then with an acting, co acting teacher. And so I think the acting teacher was kind of encouraging her to really go for it, you know? So just basically stick your neck out and just go, f just lean into the, to the, to the wild and crazy of it all? Is that what you mean? Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, like, really, she was um, doing method acting. Okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so was she just like... That is insane. Was she hanging around truck spots and was <laughs> so like, well, hey, I want to hitchhike? Well, I mean... Where's my suitcase? She, she was really um, into the character and, and serious about it. And I think that was, you know, the p- performance that we get. It wasn't a comedic performance. Okay. She Interesting. Was, she was very serious about that character. Okay. Um, the, and the reason I ask is because it seems like, does anybody else here feel like the character has some mental problems? What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, yes. That's what my, um. my wonderful date here. Yeah? David. That's right. David, he, first time. First this time seeing this. Right? He, he, you said that, that maybe she has mental issues. <laughs> There's something wrong there. <laughs> um, so I, I, I don't think that's what um, Elizabeth was thinking with the character. I mean, maybe she was, but it was written in the script that she was very, Nomi was very aggressive. That is portrayed well in, yeah. the, in, the, in the film. And yeah, so, so I think she was trying to get to that point to be a very aggressive character. Did, sure. her, did her character thing say, Nomi likes one thing, dancing. Nomi hates two things, cars and french fries. <laughs> <laughs> it, just, it just seemed that at every scene she would get up to someone about three inches and then they'd say something, and then she just push. She just, <laughs> she just, she every score. scene was her ending. Okay, scene is, I say something, I push the person away, I get my bag, I run, I get into a cab, I get into a truck, I get into a car. Sometimes I don't I just shut run the cab the door. Yeah. And it never <laughs> it stops with me. She dances that way, too. Yeah. It was the, a sequence uh, of events. The, she the, was the, cabs, the cabs are also always just like, <laughs> <laughs> just like yeah, yeah, there it is. the perfect <laughs> time. <laughs> Vegas, know, baby. I think, like, when... Paul Verhoeven directing this whole thing, he just kept that, I mean, he, he was an action director, mm-hmm. and this movie really has, it's a continuous action kind of feeling. Like, everything keeps moving, the camera keeps moving, everyone's hitting these marks, and the, and the cab pulls <laughs> up, and it just keeps going and going, you know? It and feels... I, I think, yeah, so... Yeah, it feels very, um, like surreal at points throughout like the entire oh, movie. Oh, it's completely surreal. Yeah, it, it's like this weird we're nightmare. We're in outer space. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like especially when the monkeys show up in that. It's just like this departure yeah, sudden, from the whole movie. All of a sudden it's, the monkeys yeah. come. Yeah. And, that is, and the, in the script there was more about the monkeys <laughs> and they, they didn't shoot that. It, it was it, like, oh, we have to did, have more it monkeys. It did give <laughs> in the indication like there was a backstory to this like the performers who, you know, wrangle the monkeys and the tech guy. Um, but it, there, it, there was just a lot more about the monkeys but they couldn't. <laughs> I, I, think, I think in that $50 million budget they couldn't afford to choreograph. They were like, the, they make the babies. The, yeah, the Joe Esterhouse monkey script writing. Yeah. The so monkeys had a really had <laughs> lines. Yeah, they, yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. It, it was lines it was more, and it got cut out, or it didn't get shot, or something. The monkeys had a really high salary, so they had to like nix them from the, from the yeah. from their yeah. speaking roles. But yeah. yeah, no, it's very. 
Yeah, it's very <laughs> bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. So um, we're introduced to uh, Nomi's roommate, which the name is escaping me at the moment. Oh. I'm sorry. Polly. Polly. Right? And uh, she immediately takes her out to dinner. And this is the... What's that? Dinner. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because cause they just had a car fight in which she just vomits all <laughs> yeah, over. Yeah, I didn't so understand weird. the vomiting. I don't, do you bond over almost like being hit by a car? You're like, you know what? You need a burger. <laughs> you almost got it's hit by a car. I really had a revelation tonight. It, it's an action movie <laughs> about, about like robot strippers. There we go. <laughs> Fembots? <There> <laughs> Well, you can't snap like that. Movie, you guys. Robocop 6. <laughs> <laughs> Dead or alive, you're dancing with me. <laughs> Robo strip. <laughs> Remember that yeah. time when it's Nomi really shot that yeah. stripper in the dick? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's an action movie. It's like, you know, she almost like gets run over by the car. She throws up. She's hitting the thing. She's like kicking everyone. She's yeah. spitting in everyone's face. You know, like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's got her switchblade. Yeah. yeah. Pulls it on the guy from Kansas. Yeah, and it's like bookends. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, she does take her out to dinner, and uh, she eats french to, fries like a crazy out to person. Dinner. I like that you call it out to dinner. Uh, I it's mean, like burgers. Like a date. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's like fries in a, a soda. I told you, I don't talk to ladies. I don't know. He <laughs> took her at the dinner. That's what we do. Next time um, you take a girl out, just throw fries all over yourself. When she asks you where you're from, different places. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I have a. The small dog gets killed right there. <laughs> I, I have a behind the scenes story with the French fries that I, I've told many times. But um, that was our in our first week of filming. And, um, <laughs> and so. Um, the Molly would come in to the trailer and I was getting my makeup done for that scene where she catches me at James place and she's like oh my god if she gets ketchup on my face one more time I'm gonna freaking kill her <laughs> like something like that like that wasn't planned and it was just like she was doing some kind of improv or something. <laughs> she act, Elizabeth Berkeley actually hates french fries. She's just pissed that they were on the plate in front of her. Uh, and, and so immediately without, like, she, she's only met this girl for enough to, like, see her beat on her car yeah. and, and then, like, throw french fries around and, like, stab to death a, 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 a soda. And then she's like, you want to live with me? <laughs> like... And um, so immediately it goes over. Now it's like what six months later? Six weeks, dude. Six, oh, six weeks. They are the Sorry. closest friends I've ever seen in six weeks. I, I do have to say the most accurate yeah. thing in this film is the portrayal of in this dinner scene. It's Halloween, and then later on it's Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're like, we have to get this right. Um, so. Uh, they're, they're there, and she's like, do you want to come to my job? And did anybody notice that, um, and I know it's only in this film, that she turns on another bad movie in this scene? She turns on yeah. Cool World. Yep. Oh, no <laughs> Yeah, way. Cool World. Playing. And that takes yeah. place in Las Vegas, too. Cool yeah. World. Yeah. yeah, right? Yeah. Which was 92, I believe. So it was already out for, like, three years. Yeah. But it's just insane where it's, like, um, it, it's, like, what are we gonna put? Uh, well, I'll just put it on Cool World. Like nobody knows what that is, and nobody really owns the rights of that. It's you know? gonna make <laughs> a live action Cool World. What? Why 
everyone's a cartoon character. Right, Kim Basinger was the ca- cartoon character, yeah. and then Brad, Brad Pitt. Showgirls is kind of oh, like this. Yeah. Oh, World. yeah, yeah, mm, yeah. <laughs> Coked out Alice through the looking glass. That was a, that was a last moment decision. Paul Verhoeven was like, "Oh man, I'll put something worse in this," <laughs> and just like threw that in there. So. Um, at this point, she she goes to. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, help me out here. <laughs> uh, you did see the movie, right? I did see the movie. Okay. Um, so. Oh, showgirls. Oh, I thought you said striptease. Left, left. Right. Um, so they. She goes and sees the show. She sees Goddess. Right. And immediately she wants to like mimic the hand motions of everybody that's on stage. She just keeps she, doing. She seems like jazz hands. Uh, she, she seems she like one of those stage moms. <laughs> you know, yeah. come on, you can that, do it. That's Follow her goal me. in life. Yes, she realizes that is what she's going to do, and you know what? And she does it. <laughs> yes, she does. My, uh, yeah, she wins. I mean, that is yeah. true. Do whatever you can. <laughs> no, my uh, one of the things I immediately noticed as I was watching the 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 goddess scene was like those tables that are inset inside the stage itself. Oh, the VIP section. You're like. How do you get out if you have to go? They're driving motorcycles around you. <laughs> there's like some weird like Mad Max shit going on, and you're just like, I really gotta pee. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta crawl across the stage. <laughs> no, but I'm surprised because it's like even in the Universal uh, attraction uh, Terminator. You know when the guy when the guy who plays Arnold comes out on the on the motorcycle, it's on a track. And, oh, I, no. and, I, and I see Elizabeth Berg actually ride out supposedly the motorcycle in this show. I mean, any kind of live show that actually, actually has a motorcycle, she'd like ride it off right into the crowd. <laughs> well, like, and that's like the first of a few moments where you're watching this bad movie and you're like, oh my God, that looks amazing. I mean, the budget is just yeah. huge on the screen, looks glossy and gorgeous, and it just kind of makes you wonder about the aesthetics of the film in terms of like what you've been seeing, French fries, everything, and then all of a sudden you've got this opulent <laughs> set. That you know, was costumes, amazing. lighting. Yeah. I remember um, the dancers at that time were kind of fighting over who's going to get to ride the motorcycles. I'm going to ride a goddamn motorcycle tonight. I'm going to ride the motorcycle. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. Can I be the motorcycle understudy? <laughs> <laughs> That's when you get ran over by a motorcycle yeah. to take the roles. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, uh, at this point, uh, they, they, they introduce Crystal Connors, right? Uh, there's another scene where the owner of the Stardust is like, you know, we could have picked anybody, like LaToya or Suzanne. And I'm like, well, Suzanne Summers? You're going to get her out of that step-by-step contract? Yeah. Thy master, man. Summers. Thy master. <laughs> I think that's who they meant. Right. Okay. <laughs> she, yeah, she was doing the thigh, the thigh that, master the thigh thing. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. In 1994, she was, she was like... <laughs> It's just hot. goddess starring her and John Ritter. It's, <laughs> it's goddess starring her, and she's just up there just like... <laughs> 90 minutes of thigh master exercises live on stage. Yes. <laughs> so, um, Suzanne. <laughs> so at this point, um, Nomi that, gets insulted. That's Joe Esterhaus that thought of that, right? I mean, What's that? That was Joe Esterhaus that thought of the Suzanne. Oh, oh, yeah. I, he, you know... I, I just I, I just thought it was interesting that they were like name dropping but not dropping the last name. So you kind of yeah. So we have to think who was relevant. Right. But then later form. on they name drop full names like Paula Abdul, which that would have been a show, guys. <laughs> right. Joe Esterhaus, Jonathan. How much was he paid to write this? Do you know this? Joe I do not know individual pays, but do you know? 
a million, right? A, a flat out million. No, was I, think it was, it, I think it was three million. Was it three million? Oh my God. I think he started off with a million to start him off and then. Yeah, I know at the time it was yeah. the most a screenwriter had ever been paid, right? Yeah. Three yes. million dollars yeah, to write. Yeah, it was really rules. big. And this is written like a. Million. This is written like one of those those things you see people doing now, where they filter a bunch of movies through an AI, and then it tries its best to write something. And that that's <laughs> oh, oh, the manatees, pushing balls. Well, when I when I first read the script, and I I can totally see the vision of where I was sitting in my Doheny apartment, and and I got the part, and I was like, this is really bland. <laughs> <laughs> Just wait till that second act. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really, I, I read it as like, I was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> it was just words on a page then. It didn't come to life it, for it you. It was very flat. But I think because it reads flat and kind of a comedy that's very flat, Paul Verhoeven took this thing that he had to do and turned it into something exciting. And that's why he turned it into this, like, um, action movie of all the craziness. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know. That is my theory. <laughs> right on. Uh, what I find interesting is you mentioned the aesthetics and like the set design and things like that. Uh, but this is like one of the only Vegas movies that come to mind that doesn't really focus on like showing the outside. You know, of Vegas that much. It doesn't do any overhead shots like most Vegas movies do. Um, it doesn't. I think you see the Riviera and then you see the Luxor, and that's about it. Like, well, it's where look, was look, we're inside the, only, the whole time. The, whole time. It's, it's the, ni- the it's the nineties. Like, and your film. if anybody <laughs> if anybody sees the nineties movies, like um, you know. Um, all the all Space the Jam. Sa- Space Jam. Space Jam. <laughs> no, no, just kidding. <laughs> no, like Austin Powers. And then you have uh, Con Air. Con Air. Mm-hmm. It's the same Leaving section. Leaving Las Vegas, yeah. It's the same section. Uh, and Leaving Las Vegas and uh, the Grizzballs, you know, Vegas Vacation. Sure. It is the same strip. It's, it's like all, it's all Fremont strip. Only allowed to film up to either Fremont, Honey, I Blew Up the, you know, blew up the Kid, mm-hmm. or it's that part right by uh, Circus Circus. Sure. It's all the way, 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 way at the end. Maybe yeah. you get some interior shots from the Forum. But beyond that, you don't really get to see the other parts of, of Vegas. Well, that's what I was going to say. Is where was where was the Stardust on the Strip? So like, it was uh, where it's it's close to what where the stratosphere is. Okay, now, so I believe this movie takes place. The two like exterior shots they show in this movie then are from one exact opposite end of the Strip, like at the Luxor, mm-hmm. all the way at the other opposite end of the Strip. So there's like nothing of the exciting stuff let's be honest on the well, inside most of it wasn't there la- yet like new york new york wasn't there i think um mgm grand was only like two or three years old from its original place that burned down like oh. there was a lot of things that oh, we so know and love now weren't there yet like yeah the mall two, wasn't like there yet the, like i was saying to jonathan is some of those places didn't want their brands in this film like they're like yeah hey we'd love to show your film cool give us a script oh, okay yeah no you oh yeah, I mean? like I wonder if that happened as well. Yeah, we're owned yeah. by the mob. That stuff's disgusting. <laughs> why don't you go ahead and I don't want that? Why don't you go ahead and call up cheetahs? They'll take you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so at this point, we're uh, Crystal Connors is upset. Uh, she upsets Nomi, and Nomi goes outside, and she doesn't want to go to work. Right? Uh, not before beating on Polly's car again. again she <laughs> fucking hates cars. Man. <laughs> <laughs> she. She beats on cars. That's her thing. That's yeah. like a stress relief. She sees a car, I'm gonna, I'm gonna beat it up. <laughs> yeah, just immediately punches like, I'm sorry. <laughs> and if you notice, the way she beats on cars is very choreographed. Like, 
it goes like this. Yeah. <laughs> that so is true. I mean, if you notice that, it's, it's like a dancer. She's led by her Eating. pelvis. Everything seems to lead from the, yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, really, if you, if you watch it again. She, yeah. she sleeps with people like that. <laughs> um, so uh, she goes to the dance club, and she's dancing, I guess. <laughs> um, it, I, I, every time I see her, like, she's got so much energy, but I just call it crazy dance, <laughs> right? Because she's, so, she's just so rigid in her movements, too. It's not even, like, like sultry. It's just, like, like I was doing, people were laughing. I was like, ah, <laughs> it's like like she's practicing like judo chops like her, like taekwondo up on stage right and then uh we're introduced to um glenn Plummer, who uh plays james right and immediately he just is like i'm gonna get this girl right yeah. and um and uh they 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 challenge themselves each other to a dance off <laughs> yeah and then uh she's like you can dance and he's like yeah, you can't. Like it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's straight up. I'm like, you are not doing well right out the gate. You're like me talking to ladies. <laughs> <laughs> and, and um and and then and then she's like, I I love this part though. Like immediately when it's like you can't, she's like, Dude, what am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, mm, tease my dick. <laughs> And he, he's honest. Yeah, <laughs> he's brutally honest in this film. Hey, the guy just likes pussy. <laughs> yeah, he has a problem with it. He's got a problem with it though. That's he's a got serious a problem. problem. That character is really honest. It's super honest. I love. I love that. And, and Nomi isn't honest. She's no, all, no. all in. Oh no, Polly's not honest at all. <laughs> um, no, I just love that. Uh, because in in that uh, the I you know I I have a problem with pussy scene is this is I know right it even seems seems weird coming out of I've my got mouth. a problem really I need help <laughs> I've got a problem please help. please help me <laughs> I always have and I it's ruining my life will. I always have that's right and I always will but I felt like it was a declaration like you gotta accept me woman this is who I am well I love I'm I love like what I love line for line it's like I have a problem with pussy I always have. And I always will, right? And then uh, he goes, "You're not, you're not gonna say anything." <laughs> like, what is she <laughs> like, supposed what, what, to what? say to that? Yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, you know, there's a place you can get help. <laughs> yeah, you can, you I can guess get apology help. accepted. <laughs> so um, at this point, she she causes a fight in the nightclub. She gets arrested. So does James. And then. Uh, they have their like uh, she's just saying lines on a t-shirt scene, yeah. right? And then from there, uh, basically we go to Cheetahs because she missed work the night before, and I love <laughs> the Cheetahs scenes. I don't know about anybody else. Like I think they're some of the most fun. Like bravo <laughs> because thank you oh you're welcome like but the mama bazoom is yeah, so much fun burnt. too yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. okay so That's i got some questions character. about this <laughs> 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 okay one how did they pull this off what was this dress how did that happen do you know anything about this oh yeah oh i have a, a fun story like so when i was there on the set and um Paul Verhoeven might be mad at me for saying this. You mean Jan? Jan Jansen. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Jan, Jan Jansen might be mad. But so we're trying to film this scene and, you know, everything's taking forever and like five hours later and they couldn't get her tits popping. <laughs> and Jan really got pissed off. He's like, 
we ordered this three weeks ago. How dare you? And he's like stomping around and like going crazy because they couldn't get her tits popping. And so we had to like wait. <laughs> and and the, the guys are running down there and like trying to fix her little thing. And, and, and it was a whole ordeal. And finally they got her tits popping and it was... <laughs> So it w yeah how how is it, the it was broken the, how is the dress <laughs> it is work. it like pneumatic is it like just how, how did oh, it oh yeah there was a person back there who would push a button and have it um, <laughs> have it go down and Elizabeth we had to rehearse it Elizabeth had to go like this at the right time and she, when she's going like this the tits were popping <laughs> and, and so the guy that was supposed to push the button got in trouble. By Paul Ver by Jan Jansen, <laughs> and, and it was, and I was all like nervous, and I was like, "Oh my God, this set is just like, you know, uh, scary." <laughs> so yeah, it was, it was, you know, yeah, it was scary. <laughs> yeah, um, and okay, but they, so they got it working. They got it working. Excellent. It Thank the God. <laughs> they got it to pop. Yeah. So so, I mean, it was kind of like. Um, the oh, I'm like blinking. What, what was it? Paul Verhoeven's great movie, the the one on the Basic Instinct, Total Recall, RoboCop, <laughs> Basic oh, Instinct Two. Well, all of them. Starship Troopers. Starship Troopers. Recall with those kinds of special effects that are real. Oh, three T D lady. Yes. <laughs> I got oh, so excited. Recall, I'm yeah. sorry. No, <laughs> The special Cry effects. When she shot in the back. <laughs> the I special did. effects we had back then were practical. Practical. Yeah. Thank you. Yes, they were real mechanics. They didn't use CGI in the popping tits. <laughs> no. <laughs> so I mean, it's a except for the VH1 version. <laughs> did you guys see oh, that? Oh yeah, yeah. VH1 Which version. is a blast, by the way. Oh, <laughs> That's how I originally saw this movie. Uh, That's how you originally saw this? Yeah, it was it was like a, it was a censored version. Oh, I um, forget. You're like five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys yeah. got to remember this movie. Uh, my parents got a babysitter to go see this movie. Yeah. yeah. Land but shark. I watched it on IFC with my hand on the recall channel button, just in case. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's IFC and then Disney Channel. And you would just switch back and forth. And your parents walked in the room. Is that yeah, and of course they last, knew because it was like just channel. showed the like the... What was like just playing? They're like, you just changed the channel. I was like, no, nah, no, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> you watching Showgirls again? Because it was on all the time on IFC. I was always have watching. You seen this it. version? I have not seen what this. What they version. did for those of you who haven't seen it, it's brilliant. Is they made a big event out of it, VH1 that they were going to do this. Like VH1's going to show Showgirls. They intentionally put in ridiculous fake words for the cuss words. Because you know, like when you're watching a dub movie that they take out the f words, like they'll say like Fargan this whatever, but they like intentionally made up the most ridiculous words for the cuss words and for the lines with intent. It's just hilarious. It's like watching the movie all over again. Yeah, and then they don't cut anything out. It's just all like CGI covers yeah. and stuff Yeah, and like then Elizabeth Berkeley, Elizabeth Berkeley didn't want to come back to dub her lines. So they just had to use, like you're hearing her dialogue in her, her voice and then all of a sudden, you know, it's somebody else. Just some like, <laughs> you know what? You could just fart <laughs> off. <laughs> 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 even try. <laughs> um, so, I was wondering if you had any stories about um, Robert Davi. Like, I love Robert Davi as the strip club owner, Al, right? Yeah, yeah. He's one of the Fratellis and Goonies, right? He's Agent <laughs> Johnson in Die Hard. I love this guy, right? Um, I would have watched an entire movie of Al, the strip club owner. <laughs> I loved his character. I love when he does that Gone in 60 Seconds, like the... 
Like, yeah. let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> and which is your introduction to the film as well. Yeah. Uh, so I was just curious, um, how was he like on set? Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> oh, I mean. John <laughs> uh, Johnson told him to leave all the girls alone. Oh no. Okay, oh. we'll we'll moving on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> wow. maybe, maybe maybe he uh, was uh, maybe he was on the cell phone with the same uh, coach, you know, acting coach yeah, that Elizabeth yeah. Berkeley yeah, 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 had. He was Elizabeth. He was going full method. I you know I stumbled into something that I do not want to discuss. But you know what? I, I asked him, I said, I said, can you not smoke your cigarette in the scene? Because I'm really allergic to cigarettes and it's, I, can't, I can't act with this. And, and he said, he was, he's a very nice guy, but, but I said, um, he, he said, no, I, I need the cigarette in the scene. So I said, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what happened when... You know, when it, it was a good idea. He, he was right. That was a good choice. I do remember that. I, I mean, it works. In that one scene where he actually goes visit her after she's done her performance. And he's he smoking on somebody else's stage. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> I didn't even see he had that cigarette. And then he's just talking and he's all like, oh, by the way, I have the cigarette in my hand. It was in his pocket <laughs> yeah. the whole time. Yeah, he just like wanted it. And, and like, I think in that scene, he like put it like right here in my face. I don't know. It was just really, it was a lot to deal with. But, you know, it was a good acting choice that he made. I think it was... Okay. Excellent. <laughs> um, so I do have another person here uh, who has a very special story who worked in the same scene as you. Oh. Um, and uh, the, the gentleman uh, wanted to actually be able to tell this because it's very important and special to him, and I thought it was endearing. So, Justin, are, are you out there? There he is. Sir, come on up. Give Ladies and gentlemen, Justin. I'll give, him, I'll give him mine. Yeah. Justin, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, please, have a seat, sir, for a second. Um, so, please discuss what you did on Showgirls. Okay. So, Showgirls literally changed my life. Mm -hmm. And one really good thing happened from Showgirls, and here's my story. So, I was an extra in Showgirls. I was working, like, working on 90210, Party 5, all that stuff, working full-time. And then I got booked on this horrible TV movie about the Judds. And I had to sit there in the audience for 12 hours, but the girl sitting next to me was beautiful. And she had just come from Las Vegas. She was a dancer. And she said, yeah, I'm going to work on this movie, I think. Um, it depends on how much they pay, and it's called, show, it's called Showgirls, and I'm playing a stripper. I said, oh, that's cool. And uh, we got along great, but then uh, the next day um, we got booked on different things. And then I got booked on Showgirls, and it's, it was shot at Rally Studios. They, at the same, where they have the cheetah, they actually shot The Fog there, Halloween 2, Overboard, Species. So way better movies. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> so, so. Not. I'm sorry. <laughs> but um, so we were there. I was there with a friend of mine, Mike, who I worked on a lot of stuff. And we, and we decided to like, go to the bathroom and just wander around a little bit. And we were wandering around the set, and they built the cheetah inside, you know, inside a soundstage. And we're walking around, and then... Suddenly I see that he's not there with me, and I walk, I look back, and he's peeking through the soundstage, through a slit in the wall. I said, what are you doing? Was this Porky's? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Seriously. And I said, what the hell are you doing? And he just looked at me, and he said, I see Jesse Spano naked. <laughs> I said, what? I said, oh, okay, great. And then I walked away, and he just said, dude, look at me. 
I swear to God, I see Jesse Spice. I said, okay. And then I walked, I looked through the hole in there. She was rehearsing. I said, I'll never doubt you again. <laughs> and then, um, so, and then unfortunately, my, I, I called my, they said, oh, we're going to need people back for like three or four days. And I called my agency at the time, and they said, sorry, you're booked on something else. I said, you're taking me away from strippers for 12 hours? That's, thank you so much. Uh, and that movie was Clueless. And that, what? And, and that shot the next day. And then when I went to go work on Clueless, I saw that girl that I originally saw. And she didn't end up working on Showgirls as a dancer. But um, we got to know each other, kind of liked each other. And then uh, we got separated and booked on different things. The next day I worked on Seven. Like you said, Seven came out at the same time. And then I think it was just one or two days later, we got booked in the scene where the Crave Club, where they're dance fighting. And uh, we got to know each other really well. And I guess we were pretty turned on by all the dance fighting and everything. <laughs> and nine months later, we had a kid because of Showgirls. Yay! All right, give it up. Give it up for Justin. I think that's amazing. Yeah. And what's her name? Her name's Kira, and I named her, I named her after another really bad movie. Xanadu. Xanadu. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my story. Awesome. Well, thank you, sir. Give it up for Fantastic Justin, ladies and gentlemen. Bombs away, making connections here on the stage. Thank you, sir. Uh, Which is weird because the scene, the stage in Goddess, always reminds me of Xanadu. That's always where my head goes. All that purple and the glowing and everything. So that's a trip. So yeah. this, this movie's so dense, we got to get through a lot. So yeah. bear with us, folks. Um, so I, I might skip ahead a little bit here, if uh, people don't mind. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Next thing you know, she's on the, tr on the truck back to Los Angeles. <laughs> Thanks for coming, <laughs> folks. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we don't validate parking. Um, so, I, well, I do have to mention uh, uh, who I've never seen a, a dancer lick a pole. <laughs> yes. This is my favorite scene in the movie cuz You haven't been to Jumbos. Yeah, Ju Jumbos? Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> um, I've heard of it. This is this is my favorite scene when she when she licks the pole. Um I could I couldn't bring it with me. I hate myself for doing it, but go on YouTube and look up Showgirls Isolated Audio and go to the lick the pole scene and there is actually the isolated audio from it. There's just one single guy in the background and you can kind of hear him in the movie, but in the isolated audio it's perfect. He's like Lick the pole! Lick the pole! And he, I think he was trying to start a chant, but no one was going with him, so it's just one single guy just, like, really into it. Um, and at this point, also, uh, so, uh, Kyle MacLachlan is introduced in the film, right? Twin Peaks. Um, playing Twin emo Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> um, he... Tobey Maguire stole his look, man. Oh, totally, right? And um, he's, he's, uh, he's there to get a lap dance. Well, he's there to just watch the show, and Crystal Connors uh, is like, I'm going to pay for a lap dance. She's, a, she's, a, she's already, like, knows the relationship between, like, Nomi and that she's there, and she's like, I'm going to buy you a lap dance, and they go in the back, and I got to say this scene is pretty hot. Like, this one was not bad. I was right? on edge. I was on edge slightly because I was, I was expecting the small man from Twin Peaks to walk into the room <laughs> at any moment. <laughs> and then he'd just be like, you know, laughing. He's like, where's Laura Palmer? <laughs> and um, so at this point, James is watching because he's stalking Nomi? Yeah. Right? He, which I don't know how he knows where she works. 
And then later on in another scene, how she, where she lives. Yeah, they, they make Vegas seem like such a tiny town. But he's like, the, he is just going to say, I need to tell you how good a dancer you are. <laughs> yeah. At your job, at your trailer, every time I see you in the street, you're a good dancer. <laughs> you got talent. He's like, like some strange Greek chorus. You know what I mean? But or he like puts her down at the same time. He's like, yeah. you got talent, but you don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? I you studied in New York. <laughs> you did not. Well, because yeah. then you later got on, he's, That's he what compliments he said to her. her and then tells her that she's actually not good enough. But does he think she has talent, or is he saying the same thing to your character? Yes. The scene? Is he saying this to every woman? Oh, he, You're he, the best dancer, because she clearly can't dance. Oh, yeah, dance. he's definitely saying it to my character as well. <laughs> right. He just has his, his thing. That's does. his thing. That's his yeah. thing. It's like, I tell you you're a good dancer, I pick you up, I buy you a cheeseburger, we go to my garage, and then we fuck. Now you know what to do. <laughs> oh, that's Aww. what I do? Oh man, Don't I gotta learn some dance stuff. moves, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, you gotta get black and white glossy pictures of you dancing. So. Yeah. Put them up on the wall. <laughs> and a mannequin sitting on a subwoofer. Yep. And <laughs> also, just have a a insane amount of people come and just hotbox your apartment and then leave as you're walking in, just to leave it nice and smoky in there for everyone. I think that was a that was lazy on the art uh, on the art department's part. They're like, man, we can't. This is too much ambience. Cra- just, just fog it. Brush just fog it. I don't want to put prints. accessories in this room. <laughs> so, at, at this point, uh, Nomi sees a dress that she wants from Versace. Versace. <laughs> I love that bit. I really do. I can't laugh at it because up until, uh, honest to God, probably like six years ago, I said Versace. Like, seriously, <laughs> to a group of people. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know high-class brands. I don't wear it. I shop at Target. <laughs> and... Um, so uh, this is where we go back to the club, and this is where you have a choreographed scene with Elizabeth on stage. Okay, yeah, after the Versailles. Yeah. Yes. Um, and so was there, was, was this like more to this choreograph, or was it just what we saw on stage? No, that, that was the full dance. Oh, that okay. We, that we rehearsed for, for five months. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Okay, I um, I just want to say, are are you okay? Because like, that's how you get AIDS. Yeah, man, people got AIDS. <laughs> I mean, uh, is there like a build up? Do you guys like start like, okay, you know, you're in a dance studio, and then you're like, okay, then I'm on stage. Okay, let's bring the extras in, or is it one day you're just like, okay, go for it? Oh no, we rehearsed that tiny little like 30 second thing for like five months oh my god yeah and paul verhoven had to approve it okay and we actually had so much fun yes thank you no you're absolutely right yeah Yeah. that is awesome oh yeah we elizabeth and i had so much fun doing that and and yeah we did a lot of takes um i i don't know it, it went on forever but but we're both actually trained dancers and um, it was it was really fun. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. And and it what I mean it wasn't an easy dance to do actually. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was very physical and and you know and then like taking the underwear off was also very choreographed and we had to like try not to snag it on the heels. You know there there was technique going on. 
I, I mean, you I have to say, Jonathan, someday you could learn this technique. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> so, um, this is where, um, uh, this is where Nomi gets invited to an audition. She goes to the audition is where we meet Tony Moss, which is another, right? It's another yeah, character yeah. that's like so over the top that I'm like, can I just have a Tony Moss movie? Yeah. Nah, man. Dharma and Greg, the dad. Huh? Dharma and Greg. Yeah? He's the hippie dad. Oh, really? Yeah, he's a hippie dad. Oh. He's Dharma's dad. I, I'm sorry. I did not know you were a fan. <laughs> <laughs> Vicente is the resident uh, Dharma and Greg uh, historian it's a good show. on the well, podcast. Well, he has a Dharma and Greg he's podcast. He's yeah. He's one of the people, like in this movie, like Gina Gershon, that does not phone it in. No, no. it's just there. No. Yeah. No, that's the thing that's yeah, crazy about this movie is there are so many performances that are just on it. Just like every single thing they do is just like, yes, more scenes of you, please. But yeah, it's just like totally. there's some people who are just really 100% on it, into it, and it's awesome. Absolutely. So uh, at this point, she does her audition, and um, he he tries to get her to you know do her nipples and, and have them erect. I'm erect. Why aren't you erect? And um, this is another thing where Pollyanna's that not that common of a name or a nickname to be just walking around calling people. It's way too coincidental for me. I thought he called her Pagliacci at first, like a clown. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, ah, you she clown! Makeup for that scene. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And um, so she she leaves the audition. She right? slaps the ice out of his hand, which is like, honestly, like, yeah, he's being a dick, but it wasn't like he already asked you, like, yeah, show me your tits. And he's like, all right, now put some ice on him. And he's like, no, and <laughs> just like walks out of there. She's just like. <laughs> She's she just a dick to containers that hold things in. <laughs> well, that that's kind of the one of the holes in the script. I think is, I mean, but I don't understand why she's okay at the cheetah, but then when she goes to the audition, then she's not okay to. Have I, yeah, it's a I, very good question. I think it's. I think it has to do with with. Um, this weird where thing, she thinks like, the status is, of Stardust is, is yes, versus it's that much higher than stripping, but she watched yeah. the show and saw that everyone was topless. topless. So and he straight well, up was like, "This Crystal, is a topless show." Yeah. Crystal's <laughs> Crystal's <laughs> yeah. watching. Crystal's in front of her yeah. in the audience, and they make eye contact, and she throws the ice. Up yeah, so she's yeah. Crystal's she's intimidated by Crystal's presence. And yeah. she feels judged. Yeah, because Crystal's always throwing her those judgy eyes, yeah. and then they set her off. And every time I yeah. s- like when I see Crystal, it's like sometimes she goes like full on Texas cowgirl. Yeah, like when she even walks into that scene, she walks into the scene like this, like she's got two guns in her holster. She's, she's like a walking tigress. around, yeah. <laughs> walking around like this. And little little is that what she got? Castle, the honey, yeah. she, and then and then her whole like costume or little things that she's going wearing, and she's got like an evil Catwoman <laughs> sort of like. <laughs> Like pants or jumpsuit or, or or overalls or anything like that. She's prowling like she watches her dance. Like she's yeah, gonna, yeah. Uh, like yeah. hurl herself from the audience and attack her. So she runs into James. They go back to his apartment. Uh, this is the uh, the dance scene in which um, like. I don't understand where he's like, I'm going to teach you these dance moves. And she just kind of takes over and was like, nah, we're lap dancing. Yeah. Like, it's her doing, really. Like, she's seducing him in this moment. Like, he planned to bring her over and seduce her. And she's like, nah, I'm going to do that to you. Right? And then th- this whole weird, I-, I-, I don't know how to delicately put it, but Jesus Christ, who does this? Who reaches down and is just like, see for yourself? <laughs> <laughs> anyone? Anyone? 
okay, right? It's just one of these things where you're like, why was this in the movie? But then he gets to say my favorite line in the movie. It's all right, I got towels. <laughs> I got towels. My man. <laughs> Everybody knows dancing ain't fucking. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you guys noticed, but the the routine at the end is the same exact routine that I do. Oh, shit. Yeah, it, it, it was edited oh. a little bit weird. So... It what I was doing what Nomi did that was my choreography and at the um, crave. Okay. Oh. Well, what's interesting about that okay. is that like yeah, in, yeah, yeah. In, in this weird way, James' story arc, in which I I, I still at the end when like you guys are married and or uh, going to get married, you're engaged and you're going to have a child. Um, as all this is happening, I still couldn't help. I wrote it down on my notes where I went. Am I supposed to care about this guy? <laughs> well, that's the thing. That's the thing because it's like you you start wondering is like is he one of the more tragic characters in the movie because he's like a he's a professionally trained dancer who's dropping that he studied in New York, he came out west, he lives in that garage or whatever retrofitted suite that he's got going on. I know he's hustling and he's addicted to you know pussy. Cause <laughs> he's saying that, so he's got an addiction. And on oh, top of that, <laughs> he's trying to make it, and this <laughs> always will be. And and this is his like big thing, but in the way he says it, he's like, "I'm gonna work at a grocery store, and I'm a walking T-shirt." And at the end, he like he kind of shakes off that swagger, and he's just like, "Man, this is that's it. That's that, it for me." It actually made me kind of cry watching it this time. Every time I watch this movie at like an event that I come to. I have a different experience, and that scene really, I felt really sorry for him. Well, that's a it's question for you, Jonathan. So you're saying, sure. am I supposed to care about this guy? So when that scene happens, and there is the music and the acting and the lighting that suggests pathos, right? Did you feel anything? Were you like, well, that's what I mean. I is like, I've seen this guy, yeah. right, who literally has been stalking this girl around town. Right, yeah. and then when he can't get what he wants, within the same day, sleeps with your character. Within the same night, right? Not cool to me. And then uh, later on down the the road, forces a nightclub to put up with his dance act in the middle of a busy night. Yeah. That well, was it's, odd. Yeah, it's where he works. Right. But and then expects uh, being like they didn't like me. I'm like because you put it at the wrong venue, dude. Yeah. You know. Uh, for me, and I, I thought. I, just thought of this when I was watching it this time and this may be giving the script a lot more credit than it really deserves is that I think it's his struggle and his story is very significant to the fact that he's a black character and that it's a lot stronger of a struggle for him than it is for this white girl to do what she did so if, if I felt as if this movie really was trying to make that assumption and the fact that she keeps just getting to push and push and push and push and push and climb that. And he has this base struggle. He's just like, well, I can't keep just pushing and pushing. I need to do what you know pays the bills. Then I, I think that's a profound message that the film could be saying, but I just don't know if it is. That's the problem. <laughs> it's like, it's well, like, yeah, he's going to be responsible because yes. he's having a baby and he's yeah. this you know, girl now that they're getting married. And <laughs> it's based on his resentment on that is yes, true. Yes. Yeah, because he he calls you b 
bitch. He's like, give me a beer, bitch. Yeah. Right? That's, <laughs> oh, that's, that was it. I, that's, that, to go back to your question, yeah. that was the final nail in the coffin for me where I was like, what? I think right? he was calling you bitch. Well, no, I think he was trying to show off for Nomi. Yeah. yeah like, he I was. straight up think he well, still yeah, likes her. Penny like, is submissive to yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, I, I don't know if he's going to turn out to be oppressive, but, um, because he wasn't at first, he was trying to promote her. You yeah. Know? But who knows what is in but store for them. It is true. It was also for himself. No, I totally yeah, agree. Yeah. So um, Nomi gets gets you know a part in the in the show, and then um, at this point, there's a lot of confrontation between her and Crystal Connors. Uh, uh, they have this very flirtatious uh, feud going on. They go out to uh, lunch with each other. And she, which uh, Crystal Connors like raided the Undertaker's wardrobe for this uh, <laughs> meeting that they have there. <laughs> like that cowboy. She gonna throw mankind from the top of the hell in the cell next. <laughs> and they sit down <laughs> and have a heart to heart on how much they love eating dog food. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I didn't know what to think of that scene. That is one of the greatest films, scenes in film history. Doggy Chow. That scene. To me, is just one of the greatest scenes. Of Are they being for serious? all the wrong reasons, right reasons? Blurry? I don't know, but I could watch that scene over and over again. See, that's my thing. Is, is I think a part of me thinks Crystal was not being serious. It was just like, <laughs> yeah, I used to eat dog food, and then um, oh god, Nomi wants her her approval so bad. She's like, oh yeah, I did too. And they like <laughs> had this like connection, and meanwhile, well, Crystal's just like, stupid bitch says you ate dog food. <laughs> who, who here hasn't tried? A doggy biscuit when they oh, were... Oh, dude, milk bones are the bomb. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I have. I, I, <laughs> ate, I ate cat food as a kid. <laughs> but I tried a, dog, but, a doggy, but, okay. doggy okay, thing. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. You're, you're not right. You, like we do this. Right, but... It's fair, it's we are not up here saying we love dog food <laughs> because that's what she says. I do. <laughs> it felt nope. like they were trying to say, hey, I, I went through like, a rough patch. It tastes like dog, doggy chow. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, rice and vegetables. I'll tell you what's disappointing. Bacon strips. <laughs> oh, you know strip? I tried one. I've, I've and those little things it. that look like a combo. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, I was a weirdo. I'm out of here with that. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, <laughs> welcome to the dog food <laughs> review podcast. Here's, here's, here's where I took that, and again, it's one of this is one of those movies too where you're like, am I giving this movie too much credit? You know, yes, yeah. But where I always took that is that Crystal keeps trying to get Nomi to acknowledge. That that you know, in her own words, that Nomi is a whore, whatever yes, that means. Yes, that she'll do And Crystal certainly it. has her own background, yeah. right? But she's owned it, controlled it. She's in charge, and Nomi is a spasmic mess of a child person. Yes, right? yes. And I always saw the doggy chow moment as like we have both been in the gutter. Yeah, we have both eaten dog food because it wasn't just tried it. We loved it. We ate dog food. Yeah. And I always felt like the scene was like Crystal trying to get Nomi to like start there. Let's start with the dog food. And talk about yeah. It, and then lead to, well, now let's acknowledge that you're a whore, whatever that means to her. Yeah. And that, yeah. again, sets her off. Well, and now think, we're back to exploding. I think when you get to the ending of this movie and the, the connection that her and Crystal have at the end, it, it kind of, it's one of those things that's like, I want to go back now and watch it again after seeing like this like thing and see really if, Crystal is being malicious or if she actually genuinely is like 
sees herself in Nomi. And that's the, the whole thing with them at dinner is like them connecting over like, yeah, we see dog food. And it's like, yeah, and Nomi obviously takes that wrong and, and she's like, oh, you're just a whore. She's also saying like, hey, I literally was listening. I did the same yeah. things you did. I understand. And she's just like, no, you haven't. We're all just yeah. horse. Yeah, but the thing is, yeah. it's like I would even uh, I would take the scene sincerely. But at this point, you've already acknowledged that Elizabeth Berkeley's character is a pathological liar. Yeah. So is she just just say echoing everything everyone says around her so she doesn't raise any more questions? So at right. this point, I was like, who is this person you but keep talking that's to? That's such a good point. That's yeah. the thing I wonder that with Crystal is like, because I ask your question, is she being malicious? It's like, yeah. it's, a, it's that person you meet that knows, that sees right through you, sees yep. themselves in you, knows you're full of shit. Then what they do with that is one of two things. Either they know it and they go, oh my God, this person's totally lying, full of shit. And that's it. Yeah. Or they decide it's on them to challenge the person and call yes. them out, put a mirror in front of them. That's argumentable as to whether or not that's malicious or not. Yes, exactly. But I think it stems from that. She sees herself in yes, this girl. She yeah. sees herself and she sees all the denial and lying that this girl's like blasting out. Yeah. And she's just challenging her the whole movie, which is I think yeah. malicious. But yeah. So And it's confusing. Yeah. Is it just a manipulation or is it what you said? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it could go either way. It could go. Right? That's yeah. Thing, yeah. That's what's so deep about this movie. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I mean, it's it goes like, deep. <laughs> it goes deep. It, it yeah. actually yeah. is. I think it, I, it's, actually, <laughs> there it is. Yeah. it's actually like Mulholland Drive, but which you were also Ooh. in. Yeah, I was also in, but <laughs> oh but heck it, yeah, it, it does go that deep. Yeah, I mean, people just want to think of it like it's a s crazy soap opera, bad movie, but it's actually. It has a lot going on. There's a lot. Going I on. didn't expect to go this deep with it. So, like, you're right. <laughs> yeah. You're absolutely let's right. Let's do it, though. Yeah. <laughs> let's <laughs> go deeper. That's the thing is that even after you acknowledge, you can spend two hours, like, figuring out all the brilliance. And at the end of the day, it's still bad in its own way. It's great and bad at the same time. You're or is wrong. it that she's so bad okay. that the whole thing feels bad? Because everyone around her is great. Uh, well, I think. Yeah. I have, I have a point that is maybe not even going to be a point. But we were watching um, Denise Richards the other night in a movie, Valentine. We just we did, did it on the show. We did, did, did that show. Yes. just okay. did it. Okay. Yeah. And so um, I, I think I, I love Denise Richards, uh, you know, as an actress and everything like that. And something really dawned on me that... I used to think like, oh, she's not a good actress because she doesn't go to those like realistic depths of realism. Yeah. But she is brilliant at doing what she does. And it made me realize, oh my God, that is what Showgirls is. And that's what Elizabeth did. Yeah. It is this brilliance of um, not realism. Right. You know, it, it's... Is, is acting in a way of <laughs> of not not being realistic, and that is a talent. And and Denise Richards is so good at that. And if maybe if some like actress that would have been, you know, just really realistic, it wouldn't even be as good. And that is special. Do you feel the that. same way like about Faye Dunaway and Mommy Dearest that she's actually? Amazing, and it's the movie around her that's terrible. But people miss that. That that well, actually, because people knock Faye Dunaway's performance. But every time I watch Mommy Dearest, I'm like, this woman is on fire. She's doing an incredible well, job. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love that, but I think 
Denise Richards is consistently, she consistently delivers that kind of performance. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if Faye Dunaway, I, I'm not, I don't know, I'd have to study her more to see if she is consistent about that. Because sure. it's in and out. And I'm like that as an actress. I can go in and out. And I don't know if Elizabeth can does that or if she's more in the in the Denise Richards area to where that's their specialty. Well, the, well and it's very it's yeah. it's a talent, you know. What, what, to touch on what you're saying is, and with an example with uh, you know Denise Richards and Paul Verhoeven, one of my favorite movies, Starship Troopers, is just that it's that same thing. Like you're saying with Denise Richards, is like she consistently puts up that same performance, mm -hmm. but it works for what is trying to be portrayed. So Elizabeth Berkley, while her, her performance is so just like over the top, but so is the situation around her. And everyone else is kind of grounded, and I think it's totally on purpose that she is the way that she is, because the situation's over the top. Las Vegas is over the top. It's a crazy, crazy town, and she's just kind of like that like personification of the town in a person, basically, just this like over the top, just nut job basically you know so sure yeah, yeah. so yeah. at this point uh it's her adventures at the stardust she gets invited to the boat show um that turns <laughs> out to be an absolute disaster um as she's propositioned uh she goes back to zach zach uh pretends to have her back but is really just a douchebag um and I, I mean i am am i wrong like this guy has no moral qualms about like he literally Pretends to yell at the guy, and then when Nomi's gone, is just like, yo, get your silly ass back up here. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's just like, what? <laughs> okay. Almost as if, like, that's the routine. That's what they do. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And he's in on it, too. Right? <laughs> Everybody's got a problem with pussies, sir. <laughs> that could be the tagline of this movie. <laughs> right? So... Oh, at, <laughs> that should have been the tagline. <laughs> Showgirls, I've got a problem with pussy. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and then at this point, there's also this random like one scene subplot of a straight dancer in the the show. Yeah, right. <laughs> Who's like, ah, oh, let me touch that ass, and he's like, shut up, I'm gonna fist you. And he's like, can I get it anally? I'm gonna punch you. Can I get it anally? And you're like, where'd this guy come from? <laughs> I he think was a uh, like. He do you want a knuckle sandwich? I was like, who wrote That's that? That's it. Yeah. That's the line. You want, you want a knuckle, knuckle sandwich? sandwich? <laughs> so well, this is this also we we forgot to mention just it's such a small weird thing, but this movie really wants to set up in your mind that those stairs something is gonna happen. <laughs> it's like the first time you see them, oh, hold the handrail, people fall down them all the time. It's like the second exorcist. time you see them, hey, those stairs, people fall down them all the time. You know, if I don't know if. If people realize this, but there is a lot of foreshadowing. Yeah, no, there's tons. Yeah, there's he tons. says something. Um, it, it, James Andrew says something to her Carver really early. As yes. Well. Yep. I mean, it's just like it's all set up. Yeah. I mean, I I could say that the movie as a whole, like you know, start to finish, obviously, but so many things in it come full circle. No, it's right? li literally yeah. everything that's said in like the first act, like comes to light in the second. Right. Yeah, everything comes full circle in this. They don't. It's very yeah. Shakespearean. It, it's true. So and it has the b a lot of bookends. <laughs> it's very Shakespearean. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so <laughs> this is the part where there's also a feud between two dancers, and one of the dancers decides to put beads on the stage so that uh, her male dancer can trip and drop her uh, uh, when they put her up in the air. And Nomi sees these, di these beads get displayed and is like, 
oh, that's going to suck. <laughs> <laughs> like, he doesn't do anything. Like, and I know you're not supposed to, like, you know, the show must go on and everything, but you could be like, girl, like, <laughs> as you're trolling around, like, don't do it. <laughs> but I, does I, nothing. I really wanted someone to slip in monkey shit because they, like, set that up. And I was like, it's going <laughs> to happen. mentioning the monkey shit. That, that's in there, but we don't. Real, they didn't edit that right. It oh, is in it's there. It's in the movie. There's it poop in the movie. Yeah, it is in there. Remember <laughs> Where's that director's <laughs> cut? <Yeah. laughs> no, it's it's in this film as well. Oh and, my god! And it's just like they didn't edit it properly. But um, give those monkeys their own movie. Yeah, like <laughs> Molly when she's watching from the side, and there's a, a sound effect with Nomi, and and Molly goes shit. That is oh. the follow-up to that. We don't, we don't <laughs> oh get it, but it, it is in there. Oh, my yeah. God. They, didn't, they just didn't like pull it out enough. Damn. So yeah, they, they drop the dancer, right? And then the show goes on, and then it like fades, and she's still laying there when like the entire audience is clear? <laughs> so, no. So <laughs> I see, sure I see Crystal it. being yeah. elevated, which I also want to know the ringing on that. <laughs> and then they're like, she's crying. And I'm like, wait, so the show went on. It ended. They applauded. People exited the theater. <laughs> and she's still on the stage. <laughs> so, so I know Somebody help that girl! That's the most bizarre, <laughs> bizarre timing. See, I know that scene is so, is so weird I, that she's still on the stage like during the show. So well, that's what I'm like. Out. Is she on the stage? Or like, did they pull her off stage and was like, all right, put her back on stage. <laughs> now well, no, everybody's so gone. Tell us what happened. What's the scene of the crime? How'd this go down? So here's, here's my anecdote on that. Um, I used to work at an amusement park uh, in Northern California. And we had a show that was an aerial acrobatic show and an ice skating show combined. And our aerialist fell out of the silks onto the ice. And she fell hard. And they did not stop the show at all. They literally, a skater came out and was like... Just a push broom. Basically, (laughs) just pushed her to the side and she literally... She sat there like cross-legged on the side of the stage until the show ended, and literally until people came out because they didn't want to cause a scene. Right. And for like a high-profile show, I've seen stuff about people, um, like really high-profile shows, like Broadway shows. There was a Broadway show where some actress blew her knee out and just finished the number, just sat there on the ground like knee all like jacked up, and it's just like. It's like, so <laughs> Sit up it's Dave Grohl style? Yeah. Just, just, <laughs> we're going to do this concert hell or high water, brother. <laughs> so maybe that's why they wrote that scene that way, because that is actually how Yeah, that's how it goes a lot of that's times. how brutal it really yeah. is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll believe it. Yes, yes. Yeah, I mean, I would have assumed bizarre, but yeah. her yeah. partner would have carried her off. Honestly, right? But um, uh, uh, tangents, whatever. That's always been very disturbing. Yeah. So at this point, um, the rivalry is still going on. Like um, she, uh, Crystal Connors, uh, needs a new understudy. They audition Nomi. Crystal puts her two cents in. Um, uh, Zach, uh, before she auditions, takes her home and has my favorite scene: the pool scene, guys. Yes. Um. There is so much symbolism happening in that pool that is just, it's, it's uh, no wonder this movie got N- NC-17 just off of the symbolism that is occurring in that pool. First, he's like having sex with her like she's a fish she just pulled out of the ocean, and she's just like <laughs> flopping on the deck. 
But then I, 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 I promise you, and, and look into your minds and close your eyes for a second and imagine that as he finishes, the fountain drips on her face, down her body, slowly and sultry, like a, you know, a money shot, right, at the end. Just this, like, it's just, it's, it's gross. <laughs> it's in, in all the scenes. Yeah, the se- money stuff. shot. The, the whole thing is just a money shot. Yeah, yeah, it's just like, yeah, well, the whole scene is, yeah. It's just like. I mean, the whole movie. The whole movie is, yes, <laughs> yes. I mean, it must be weird not having people come on you. <laughs> that was a great line. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, hey, uh, oh you did God. good. It's like he does I a he does a whole Casablanca thing where he's Humphrey Bogart. <laughs> you did good, kid. You did real Here's good. Here's looking at you. Here's, Here's coming at you. And he turns kid. around and he feels he's just like, must be strange not getting come on. I'm all like, you killed that moment, man. <laughs> Did you really need that line? Her, like, pseudo dad in this story, and he's like, <laughs> nasty. Oh but the, line, the line is given all the gravity and attention and lead up of, like, the big delivery. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's going to make the audience melt really line. You know? And yeah, right. He stops, he turns Fucked around, up. the music's great, and he just delivers that line. I mean, I cried. <laughs> you right? still, I just, you, uh, you still owe me that blowjob. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just felt like in that in that pool scene, two two scenes from two different movies came up. It was uh, Ace Ventura: Pet Detective with Snowflake <laughs> when he's got the shark, <laughs> and he's just go, that's that Snowflake. <laughs> and then the other one was Alfred Molina getting, uh, I guess, uh, death raped by in species. By the oh, yeah. female, yeah, she's yeah, just yeah. grabbing him and he's just like slamming slashing him around. Slashing yeah. him around. I also thought of LL Cool J at the end of Deep Blue Sea. <laughs> 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 um, so, at, at, and now at the the film, so basically she sabotages Crystal Connor. She gets the role uh, that like Crystal sabotaged her to get, and then at this point. Uh, where where am I? I'm sorry. I've uh, the Frida. Oh, she gets she, the party. The party. <laughs> yeah. The big party scene. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. So she goes there for the party scene, Oof. and um, at this point, I don't know why the movie turns this way. Well, this like, is where people at in when I do the Peaches Cry show, they go out and have a cigarette at yeah. that time. <laughs> it, it's really, and that's why I thought of tonight, I'm like, wait, this is an action movie. It's very dark. Mm-hmm. And it turns that way. I mean, it's, yeah. it's very, very disturbing. And, and I mean, it's kind of like really going into sadly, you know, how unfair life can be. Yeah. Like the, the good person is the one that gets the only likable character, if, in my if, opinion. Yeah. If I can, if, if I Messed can take, up. if yeah. I can take anything from from this scene, is that it, it, it? If if you watch RoboCop, it does have a parallel to John Murphy's death because people even talk about how graphic that that scene is. Oh, I if thought you, he, he was going to walk in and stop them, <laughs> <laughs> shoot the guy in the dick again. Stop there, scum! <laughs> <laughs> no, because it's like I, I didn't even know until I saw it because you know. I, Growing up in California, you're watching on KTL at five, and they cut that scene out. But they're like, they blow his hand off. They're like torturing him. I thought you were still talking about Showgirls for no, a second. No, no, no. What movie did you watch? No, but it's like it's, a, it's the same way he directed that scene. Is the uh, the only thing that I can see echoes of, of of how he directed this scene because he he goes all the way to make a graphic where you're just like, there's a certain point you just want it to stop. Yeah. And it's yeah. the same thing that happened in RoboCop in that one scene with the cop getting killed by the criminals. It's just like, you just, whoa, okay, I know I'm watching an action movie, but just <laughs> stop. 
Where Red is just like, nah, 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 dumbass. He's really making a point, and like, um, I mean, it's the same as if you guys remember King Kong, you know? The original or Peter Jackson? No, the, like, not the total original, but the second one. Oh, uh, Jessica oh, Lange. Oh, yeah. yeah, okay, yeah, 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 you know, like, yeah. Like, the, you know, sh- like, he was so good, and... Yeah, and, it's just um, like a, a pure, a pure brutally, character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah, I didn't. I I just wanted to touch on it for a second. Like, don't want to make light of that scene at all. No. Honestly, just just wanted to say like it is an odd turn of events, right? Yeah. Right. Cause at least in RoboCop, it's consistently violent. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, consistently yeah. No, violent. this is just out of nowhere. This yeah. Out of well, like left yeah. field. Yeah. I mean, it's like yeah, the 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 sweetest, goodest, like best heart in the film. I mean, my my character was was good but kind of bad still but she was just like such a good person Mm -hmm. and she's the one that you know something so horrible happened to yeah no absolutely um so at this point nomi gets her revenge right hell yeah Uh, um decides to i don't know wear super red nipples on top of her regular nipples that was weird (laughs) she was like a topless (laughs) avenger war paint i did hear i did hear uh, quite a few people in the audience when that came up they're like what (laughs) because i thought i missed something too i was like wait have they looked like that this whole movie (laughs) ice she got frostbite (laughs) and too much ice she's been icing them too much um she kicks the shit out of him, <laughs> yeah. right? Um, gets her revenge there. Which is go awesome. See, uh, go see Polly, right? Says goodbye to her. Sees Crystal Connors. Says goodbye to her. And then just so happens to be picked up by the same hitchhiker who just happens to not even recognize her? Yeah. How do you have an encounter like you did in the beginning because and not recognize? Wait, she had sunglasses on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sunglasses, bro. Right? I'm sure Paul Verhoeven was like, this is a hole in the script. He's like, we'll just put sunglasses on. Oh. <laughs> but also, <Yeah. laughs> but also, like, her face is on billboards now. Like, this guy's been going around being like, how, how could he not be like, oh, good for her? Yeah. You know? No, but then this is then this is an also another thing. It's like if she's running from the law and trying to have a bunch of aliases, why did she accept taking such a public persona? saying hello to people on a national broadcast, mm-hmm. and then saying, here's my billboard. By the way, if there are warrants, police, or <laughs> U.S. Marshals after me, come find me at my show. Well, I got no, that's it. Well, um, that's what, uh, well, <laughs> now I can't remember she, his name, the she detective. She faked her name. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, n- that's change not Pollyanna. Your name, she looks like her. You're good. Naomi. No. Nope. I'm totally drawing a blank as to uh, Kyle MacLachlan's oh, name. Oh, you guys, though. But Zach. I just got really deep. Okay. Because... No me. Oh my God. No me. Malone. See what I mean? Uh, She's Malone, Italian. Yeah. <laughs> oh. and, Whoa. And so that's yeah, like, fuck yeah, off. hiding out. <laughs> and she's Pollyanna. And then like what you just said, no me. No me. Nobody knows her. Yeah. Nobody. Oh my God. And, and then it all like came together. No. No Shit. Me. This movie's deep as hell. Oh, <laughs> <This> is, <laughs> it's a masterpiece. <laughs> it is. God yeah. damn robot strippers. <laughs> um, so, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I know we ran a little bit long, but does anybody have uh, some questions that we didn't get to? I'll go out to you. Um, uh, I'll take about three or four here. What you got, sir? Uh, your name, uh, what you would retitle this film, and your question. Uh, my name is Tom. I don't know how to re- rename the film, but uh, can you talk a little bit about the sequel? 
Ooh. Yeah. Your sequel. Pennies, praise from heaven. Oh, does I okay, sequel. Um, yeah, <laughs> what do you want to know? The, there is my co-star right there. Yeah. How's it going? And is there and, anything and specific that, that you wanted her to touch on? Just and how did Michael it happen? And Brian Nolan are also in the film right there. All right. So his question is um, basically um, uh, if, if there was a way that you could sum up like kind of how it came to be. Oh, yeah. Um, so when I was doing ADR <laughs> for Showgirls and Paul Verhoeven said, I'm going to do a sequel starring you, starring Penny. Would you want to do that? And I said, yes. And then I did the ADR and then I told my agent, I called him right away and said, oh my gosh, they're going to do a sequel of Showgirls. They're going to star me, you know, star, star Penny. And I kept waiting and waiting, and then it wasn't happening because the movie, it didn't really bomb, you guys. <laughs> it, was, it was sold out shows in a limited number of theaters, yeah. and th it came in third place for being in like Lemley theaters because it was NC-17, so it actually didn't bomb. It was sold out. So it was sold out in the big you know, s other studio films. You know? Yeah, most most had like zero people. In yeah, no. If so if it actually didn't bomb at all, and it it's made like hundred million. I know. I just can't change the title of the show at this <laughs> point. <laughs> if if most people don't, if if most people here don't know, uh, I'm sure you do. Most uh, mainstream theaters will not even like entertain the idea of of yes of, of showing an NC-17 movie. So guys, like we do it all the time. Shameless plug here. <laughs> Give it up for the Frida. <laughs> this theater will oh, do it. Sorry, bombs away. But this is like this is kind of fun. Yeah. So like one third of the theaters in in the U.S. and it still came in number three. Oh so. hell yeah! People are yeah. out there. Yeah, but um. Yeah, so that, that inspired me. I was waiting around for them to make this movie that I was going to star in. They said, I think Paul Verhoeven was just joking <laughs> with me. I don't know. But so I just made it myself. He's like, hey, I'm going to make Hollow Man instead. Well, that's, that's great because I wanted to touch on something on, on that is that um, it's kind of hinted that Nomi's going to go to Los Angeles. And there was a sequel planned where she takes on Hollywood, they were right? Gonna do, they were going to do a sequel. And so that's why Paul Verhoeven I mean, said that to me. And there was, anyway, so I, I kind of believed him. I, maybe he was sincere, but um, when it came out, it was very painful. Mm -hmm. it, it was, you know, it was traumatic, actually, for for the people involved in that film. It wasn't even a joke. So everyone just got attacked, you know? Yeah. Sure. And I like I didn't really get attacked, but I did at the same time. Like I had my own situations. Like casting directors would call me in and 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 I'd be like at Warner Brothers reading for some lead role and then I'd finish and they'd be like, How could you do that film? you know, and they would attack me. So we we dealt with a lot of, I, I guess the word, you know, bullying and shame at that time. And, I mean, we still do. You know, it's, it's back and forth.
course. I'm deeply sorry. That's our fault course, now. <laughs> of course, we have amazing fans. Yes. No, like we do, overall, don't we? Like yes. We yeah. really do. Yeah, Give it around for this. Overall, yeah. like it, it prevailed, and it's an amazing, brilliant film, and I'm so grateful that I'm involved in it. Yeah, well, we're grateful you were too. Yeah, yeah. No, we're grateful that you're though, here. Is that there are people who celebrate its badness, and then there are people who knock and tear it apart. And that's yes. yeah, yeah. And like these are I fans. These are people I who I yeah. love. Like I love that the fans that celebrate. Like oh, it's so bad, it's good. Yeah. Like I adore mm. that. I love it. And then there's the people that just they're, they're just like out to lunch on it. They don't get it. Yeah. And yeah. even like I have a, a friend tonight that was texting me like um, how could you be promoting that movie still and it, it's um, degrading women <laughs> my, my girlfriend and I'm like oh my god you know like <laughs> that's what we deal with yeah no I totally get it yeah it's a uh, like like we talked about and like we came to on our own uh, with your help is that like it's a lot deeper than just this like you know gross movie or anything like that um, it's super awesome it's just like it's yeah and it's awesome to share this this uh, opportunity with you too to watch this with you and hear your feelings on it and everything you. like that it's been you know awesome absolutely I have no other word to describe thank you it, I guess. Uh, another question anyone okay well uh ladies and gentlemen this is how we wrap up the show here um there's a little thing that we do uh logan and uh rena in which we rate a movie on the movies of jaws the scale of jaws from jaws one being a masterpiece to jaws the revenge being absolutely awful so <laughs> for example tyler what would you give showgirls as a rating i'm gonna give this a jaws Jaws one, yes. It's a freaking masterpiece. This might be one of. Is this one of the first Jaws? Huh? Ones we've given. A movie? I gave Deep Blue Sea a Jaws one. Oh, but that's like the only time. I gave that an Orca. <laughs> <laughs> Jaws scale, so. Um, Vicente. Mm, I'll go. <laughs> I'll go Jaws two. Jaws right. two. Jaws okay. Two. I, I respect Jaws, too. I, I always say I, I love it as a nice follow-up. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, Rena, what do you think? Well, I think it's funny that you brought up Jaws because, um, yeah, I've been thinking of the movies as a child, and, and Jaws 1 and King Kong have really affected me, and I, and I kind of um, learned a lot of about myself <laughs> from those films. So it's like, oh my god, I brought up King Kong and now you're bringing up Jaws? Hell yeah. <laughs> because it I all comes full circle, Rita, yeah. just like this film. I, I felt so sorry for the bad guy when he got eaten by the shark. And so I'm like... Bad guy? Okay, oh. remember the, the, the jerk and, and at the end he got eaten by the shark? Oh, oh, oh okay. Remember? And I was like, oh, he was such an <laughs> asshole the whole time, but oh my god, I was crying. So anyway, um, but I'm going to say Jaws 1. Hell, Hell yeah. yeah. I, I honestly, for the fun factor, for the must-see about it, also Jaws 1. Hell yeah. yeah. Yes! Oh Jaws, there is not one is th boring moment in this no. film. No, no. Not one. It is consistently one. entertaining. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Jaws. Absolutely. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. We have almost like across the board Jaws 1 rating. That's the first time. <laughs> I know it's the most obscure, weird way to rate anything, but it works. 
right? Um, so also, um, I think we summed it up. Everybody would recommend it here, yes. right? So oh, we don't yeah. have to go into that. Yeah. Um, but then also, um, we had this little thing <laughs> in which um, Tyler uh, usually watches these films with his significant other, right? And she usually has a very strong opinion. <laughs> so we like to call this, what did Carly think? What did your fiance? What did I think? I feel like I would recommend this movie. Woo! But I, f I kept feeling like, this movie's trying to say something, but like, what? <laughs> you know, like I felt like I was missing something. Like they, they were saying way too many things. Like they were going, they were touching on race, they were touching on like sexism. They were, I mean, it was like all over the place. But it was consistently entertaining. The first one of the movies we've watched together for this podcast that I that was actually entertaining. All right. Uh, All right. Can we hear from one more person, Rena? Sorry. Sorry. Continue. Now I was gonna say your uh, your date is he still in the audience? What what is his name again? David. Oh, I hope he's still in the I audience. I want to hear what you thought. Yeah, so this is David's first time <laughs> David. seeing, seeing showgirls, <laughs> seeing Rena on screen. What'd you think, David? Oh, good, David. I know I agree with what everyone says in terms of it's all about excess, it's all about over the top. There's a lot of things going on that I think they just introduce, like you said, issues of class and race. And um, I don't know, there's a whole lot going on that operates at this high octane level yes. that, that you just, you, you go along for the ride. Yeah. And it's really fun in that regard. I thought, you know, maybe I'm biased, but Rena's character was one of the few that were kind of in the moment and not over the top. Yep. And so it was interesting in that it, 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 it provides a great contrast to it. It adds some extra heart to an otherwise film full of pretty over-the-top, selfish, excessive people. So I enjoyed seeing it. I, I thought it was a lot of fun. Absolutely. Awesome. All right. Thank so, you. Uh, we, we always r finish the show with uh, we seem to have Mouse. no opinion, but um, some people uh, seem Party to have Mouse. insane opinions online. So, we like to call this Give Me Five. These are five star reviews called from Amazon, and they are always absolutely over the top. So, the first one is written by Quirdly in December of 2016. He wrote, this was too next level to be appreciated in 1995. That's the title. Yes. <laughs> he goes on the right. I have yet to watch L, but I rate this as Paul Verhoeven's masterpiece. First off, critics failed to realize that the bizarre and trashy quality was on purpose to reflect the character and her journey. The world of Vegas showgirls and strippers is surreal, beautiful on the surface, and steeped in idiotic fantasy. Verhoeven makes this film a reflection of 90s American values that are more timely in 2016. The infamous lap dance in a pool scene is the biggest gag and hint at what this film is about. From this absurd moment on, Nomi's world comes crumbling and her false self is unraveled. Ignorant viewers thought it was just a misguided sex scene that unintentionally takes the film over the top. Verhoeven knows what he is doing with every second of the movie. Does this keep just going? Like, does it get everyone who he had gets these for me? I'm yeah, sorry. No, no, it's it's everyone who had 
like anything to say about this movie, like a ten star. Uh-huh. It was like, here's an essay why. And then the, the one stars were like, it sucked. And that was okay, it. Okay, <laughs> so are any of these like No, they're all long. There wasn't a single one I could find that was Okay, long. we're just there gonna <laughs> <laughs> I think that that's it enough. Thesis for, you know, college and like essays written about showgirls. It's very deep. It's actually not, you know, as silly as but maybe that that is the brilliance of it because some people take it like oh it's just you know a silly bad movie but it's there is so much yeah. going on in it and absolutely Paul Paul Verhoeven is really a genius I mean he is a scientist and he he's a mad he scientist a <laughs> mad scientist and he he knows what he's doing. Yeah. I don't. I don't think. Yeah. I mean, I I didn't realize that until like later in my life, but um, I I don't I don't think it was actually accidental. No, I, I think, think he did he, this. On, I, I think, think I he think knew exactly what he was doing. And I yeah. Think, you know, casting us young girls that believed in him mm-hmm. as well. You know, we. He knew with his casting. Um, you know what he was doing as as well. And, and you, we just, you know, went with it. Maybe he didn't want someone that would challenge him, you know. Well, he's a great satirist, too, because you look at RoboCop, you look at Total Recall, especially Starship Troopers, there is so much satire, political, yeah. socio-satire going on in all of his movies. No, that's what I was going to say. Is I think why, not, why wouldn't Showgirls oh, be the I w- same? Oh, I, yeah. I wish Showgirls just had a bunch of random non-sequitur commercials halfway through <laughs> it. <laughs> I'm doing I buy that part. for a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, um, no. I think Paul Verhoeven is is really misunderstood in his films that he makes. Um, uh, like like said, Starship Troopers is one of my favorite movies, so I always go back to it. But it's, that was greatly misunderstood in its time too, as to what it was saying. People thought it was pro-fascism, but he was really what he was trying to say was what's good for this uh, this fascist nation if all they're good for is killing bugs. Um, that you know, Paul Verhoeven, he knows what he's doing. He's, you know, he didn't True. make yeah. this the and way it is on purpose, you know, it was yeah. on purpose. And that, that's what a lot of people think that, oh, he just failed and he just made like, oh, it's supposed to be, I mean, Basic Instinct is also very campy now. If you yes. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't think so back then for some reason, but it is showgirls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's excessive and it's over the top and yeah. Totally has. agree. Yeah. Yes, yes, very much so. Um, so, uh, before we wrap up, uh, uh, Rena, do you have anything that you would like to plug? Or, uh, you know, Instagram, anything like that? Oh, I have so many things I want to plug, but... Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Instagram, yeah. Just all, I plug all my stuff on Instagram. So, it's just, you know, Rena Riffle on Instagram. And I'm I'm doing a lot of things. I'm doing new films um i'm creating content (laughs) (laughs) short form content for um beauty and wellness and mindfulness and i'm launching a new um website and a thing for that so um yeah I've, i've i'm doing a lot of things and Follow me on Instagram. Yeah, there we go. Awesome. <laughs> and we may be seeing uh, Pennies from Heaven over here sometime soon. Ooh. What? Right? The sequel? Uh, your film? 
What about it? You want to screen the sequel? Bring oh. it over here? Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would love to. And we have the cast members right there. Yep. Um, Hi again. Raise your hands. Cast there, there they Michael, are. Yeah. Brian Nolan, Peter. Because the Dada when we ran Shogos it. two right there. Um, yeah. When I we mean, ran it, it was way back in the art theater days. We haven't run it here yet. No. So, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And Logan did the premiere for Showgirls 2, and it was amazing. Oh, my God. And I have a new edit that I did, which is not two and a half hour, two, two hours and 40 minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is like kind of like 90 minutes or like a, like a little over 90 minutes. Bring that director's cut. That's what we want. We well, <laughs> the, the two and a half hours, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if I can handle it myself. <laughs> yeah, I have, a, I have a new edit, so nice. it's 90 minutes. Awesome. It's just, you know, you and it has it. scenes that weren't in the two and a half hour, oh. because that's how much footage I shot. Because I wrote the script, and I did the whole like 130-page thing that oh. they wanted you to do. Well, that turns into four hours. Yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> just like I'm all pissed off. Yeah. <laughs> I had to edit it. So from now on, I write scripts that are um, like 60 pages for me turns into a you know like a 90 minute 100 100 minute movie. Cool. Awesome. But yes, so let's do Showgirls. Let's do two. it. Hell yeah! Yes. What do you guys yeah. think of that? I'll be here. Right? Very cool. And and Peter and and the cast members here and Michael and Brian Nolan. I'm, you guys will come, right? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. yeah. Very cool. All right. Mr. Crow, anything to plug? We know we'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where can they find uh, more information about uh, this lovely cinema? Yeah. So we're online at thefreedacinema.org. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at the Frida Cinema. We've got our March calendars on print in the lobby. And uh, Bombs Away will be back. You teased it up a little earlier. Excited about that. Yes. Thank you. Um, but yeah, this is, we love doing this is what we do so you thanks everyone for coming and Rita I, I hope I hope Amazing. I didn't like you guys are like comedy and I kind of brought it into no 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 this is okay you make it sound like we talk about so sorry folks I know it's late I do have to say no from from my perspective this was something that I was we've been doing this show for almost two years now right and um, it, this is episode 97. And even in that time, uh, I have been so nervous about getting somebody who actually worked on the film, who's actually down to be like, let's have some fun with it. So like, thank you. Yeah, thank <laughs> you so much. Thank yes. you so much, really. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I, I gotta say for Jonathan, he asked me about like seven times. He's like, she understands the nature of the show, right? I'm like, oh yeah, no, she's all over it. She's happy. She's, she's gonna love it. Okay, but she knows that we riff on the movies, right? I'm like, yes, and she's used to it, and she's gonna love I'm it. I'm used yeah. to it. <laughs> oh my God. And while uh, the majority of our things are very like uh, off the wall and nonsensical, if you listen to like normal studio episodes, because it's just the three of us fools just going at it, right? Yeah. Um, I think you, we're dumb. You, you, yeah, <laughs> we're really <laughs> stupid. Um, you brought a, a a grounding to this event um, and a sense of uh, uh, realism that I think helped us also come to light with the fact that like 
we, for lack of a better phrase when we're pitching this show, is like, oh, we make fun of bad movies and B movies. We've never been able to find the right word that won't offend somebody, right? So for you to come in and help us develop like a version of the show tonight that was fun and funny and entertaining, but yet respectful of the work, Thank you for joining us for this. Yeah, yeah, thank, so you so yeah. thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us. You can follow us at Bombs Away Show if you haven't already. Um, I will be announcing the winner of the Wheel of Cage tickets on our Instagram. So if you followed, I'll be picking from that. Um, uh, I, you guys, actually, there were so many followers that I couldn't actually culminate them all while the movie was going and still enjoy it with you folks because I, I love watching the film as you guys watch it. So uh, look out for that tomorrow morning. Uh, I'll actually post a video showing how we picked uh, the winner for that and we'll reach out to you through direct message and we'll give you the Wheel of Cage tickets. That is March 23rd. Remember, if, uh, if you are interested in purchasing this ticket, it's $10 tonight. Tonight, only $10. They go up to 15 after tomorrow. March 23rd, Wheel of Cage, six different movies to pick from. Please join us for that. Um, other than that, I know that there's a documentary uh, working on Showgirls. Is that correct? Yeah. Um, uh, is there anything that you wanted to say yes, real quick uh, about it? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Peter. Yes. I'll keep this really quick. I'm, my name is Peter Stiggles. I'm one of the uh, cast members of Showgirls 2. Yeah! By Riffle, that we're going to play here soon. And I'm helping produce a movie called Goddess, The Fall and Rise of Showgirls, Woo! which is about the legacy of this movie, uh, its initial sort of not-so-great reception, and which kind of became this awesome celebration that we have right now. Yeah. And um, on March 19th, which is 319, which is a very significant number in the Showgirls universe, we're going to launch our Kickstarter uh, campaign, and we really want you guys to be part of it because you guys are our people, and we need you guys. So Kickstarter Heck campaign yeah. car- coming soon, Showgirls. Uh, so hashtag Showgirls Doc on yes. all of the insta- uh, and, um, social media. And, I, and I'm, I'm contributing to the rewards. Rena's in it. Well. We got a lot of the cast and crew in it. I can't really say who's in it now, but you guys are going to be really, really psyched because... Um, we'll be in it. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> but hashtag Showgirls Doc on all social media. All right. Thank you. Thank you you so much. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for putting up with our silly asses. Thank you for joining us at the Frida. We'll see you next month, March 23rd, for the Wheel of Cage. Have a good night. Thanks, dudes. Thank you very much for coming out. been a production of Big Bulb Entertainment, executive produced by Jonathan Young. For more media and information, visit us at www.bigbulbentertainment.com. Big Bulb, what's your bright idea? Shh.